0: Hello there! We're Vincent and Elliot McNally. Yes, the great-great-grandsons of map-making mogul Rand McNally. And we'll be your hosts and tour guides on a trip across America, one small town at a time. In the spirit of our great-great-grandfather, we're traveling the country writing the family's first almanac in over 50 years. Towns and Country, the McNally Brothers' comprehensive guide to small-town America.
1: Each week we'll be in a new town, and after getting to know the place and the people, we'll tell you, the listener... All
0: there is to know. In a show we call These Parts, a podcast putting towns on the map. Hey listeners,
1: welcome back to another episode of These Parts. I'm one of your hosts, Vince McNally. With me this week and every week sharing the stage of These Parts is my brother, Elliot McNally. Elliot, how are you this week? I'm doing fantastic, Vince. How are you? I'm doing great. Heck of a town we're in a really good time so far this week has flown by because it's just been a riot it's been uh, a non-stop cavalcade of activities interests and entertaining people my
0: sides have been splitting all week and I've actually been in and out of uh, doctor's appointments because of it.
1: Yeah, it sounds like you actually have a fairly
0: serious skin condition. Yeah, uh, they said that I really just have to refrain from laughing. So I, I'm i hoping that I can do that during this episode. It's going to be pretty tough, though.
1: You're wearing some sort of elaborate medical corset right now.
0: Yep. Basically, what it does is it just holds in my laughter. So don't, don't make me laugh. I know that you've really tried... Um, there's you have an array of several feathers with you, and I'd appreciate it if you refrain from tickling me with them.
1: As as your brother, I will do you that favor, Ellie, It's the least I can do. But how about this
0: amazing East Coast town? I mean, am I right? You couldn't be more right, Vince. And I think we should put this town on the map. So listeners, unfurl, unfold, uh, unlatch.
1: Whatever type of comprehensive Rand McNally U.S. wall map that you have at home, and prepare to stick a pin on the East Coast in a tiny town in a tiny
0: state. The town we're in today, listeners, is called Here, Delaware. So you might be familiar with the uh, grain belt of America. Maybe you're familiar with America's breadbasket. But the little-known part of America is its comedy satchel. And right here, stuffing that satchel full is a town called Here, Delaware. It was founded by the very person we're here with today, an attempt to capitalize on the hilarious joke. And he is a prolific comedian and mayor. Uh, would you introduce yourself? Uh, hello, yes,
2: I am Willard Stout. And uh, be careful, don't laugh too hard. don't want that course it to burst.
0: No, you're already, it's tightening at the seams.
2: I can see it. You're sweating a lot. Is that, are you okay? Do you want me to open a window?
0: Yeah. Actually, Vince, can you, can you fan me with one of those feathers?
1: Uh, We couldn't appreciate it more that you join us on the program. We know you're a busy man and uh, you're an important man here, here and here. You are the mayor uh, as (laughs) well as an active member of the community. So before Mm -hmm. we get to introductions, would you do us the distinct honor of sticking a pin in your hometown of here, Delaware? Absolutely.
2: Here, Delaware, located about uh, anywhere from 90 to 95 minutes south
1: of Dover, is uh, right exactly where you'd expect it to be, here. Well placed, well pinned. Tell us a little bit about yourself before we dive in. Uh, You founded this town not very long ago, is that right? Right. Yeah, it's a very recent
2: town founding, which you don't find very often. Uh, I actually took a break from comedy about 15 years ago. Props were going well, but just not the same direction I wanted to do. And I was realizing I needed something more. So I decided to try kind of becoming a, well, a, a town founder. I didn't know if you could actually do that as a profession, but um, it's actually not too hard to incorporate a town if you get enough people in a community. So naturally, I started looking for, well, for towns that had some element to them that... Uh, would be attractive just in the name. Um, I started out in Boob, Ohio. Have you guys been to Boob? We haven't been to Boob. <laughs>
0: our,
1: our travails have not taken us through Boob yet, but it oh. sounds like
2: we need to pl- plot a course. Go in a future episode. Yes, visit visit the good people of Boob. They are they're a small folk, but uh, they're very kind and very worth visiting. They have a lot of uh, China dolls there. I don't know why.
0: Are they physically small? Are they as small as the China dolls? N- not not literally that small, but proportionally, yes. Interesting. <laughs> what, what what other towns uh, did you stop at? before you decided to found here well i I
2: incorporated boob and then um i also did what is was my regret and my my bump in my proverbial town founding road which was uh bass massachusetts Uh, it's spelled b-a-s-s so i thought it was bass massachusetts and i thought bass mass was funny but everybody there apparently uh, calls it bass like the instrument though they're spelled the same Truly, a stroke of bad luck. Yes, it was. It was. It was a real shame, and so I I tried to get that to be a new kind of mecca for comedy in terms of finding the the crazy uh, bass mass T shirt. Got my ass slapped in bass mass, etc. But uh, it just didn't flow. That's where
0: the uh, singing so, bass comes from, too, right? The wall mounted bass.
2: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And uh, unfortunately, you can't find the bass mass seal on those things anymore because the copyright was sold and. It's a bummer because, I mean, singing bass are timeless. I mean, that's the
0: pinnacle
1: of comedy, I think. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Copyright law is ruining this great country. It is. I I really wish we didn't have to just hold on to
2: our ideas like they're just our own. But that's why I incorporate towns. So, you know, I found
0: Here Delaware. And here we are. So it seems like Here Delaware is a staple of the comedy circuit these days, and you have quite the burgeoning community of comedians flocking to here. Not just comedians, but artists. Um,
2: Everybody wants to be inspired here, and I think they, they know that when your creativity's run out, where do you need to go? And When they look on the map and they see
0: here, they know that you are here. That's eloquently put. And Vince, I for one want to know a little bit more about this town founding.
1: I couldn't agree more, Elliot. Let's unpack that in a segment we call Hall Monikers.
0: So listeners, Hall Monikers is a segment we break out when we're in a town with a particularly interesting name and backstory to that name. So Willard, can you tell us just what compelled you to name the town here. I mean, you had Boob, you had Bass, uh, you had myriad other options, but you've decided on here. Well, besides it being immediately clever, just because, you know,
2: you are here on any map means that you're in the right location. I actually had to go back a little bit through the town's history and make sure I could do it legitimately. You see, Delaware has a lot of laws that make sure that you can't just name a town anything. I mean, that's how Middletown got Named, I mean, they just—it was between Dover and Newark, and they just said, "Well, it's Middletown," and then Middletown sure. was made, and that's that's quite simple. Uh, but uh, if you go back through the history, uh, back in '32, uh, there was a lot of mining in this town, and um, two of the the biggest mining tycoons were wanted to set up kind of the frontier's camp, and. They were arguing a lot about it, and they said, you know, here or there, quite literally. Uh, Those were were actually the designations for two very prominent hills, which are still there today and named here and there. Here is where our little hovels are now and where our town is centered. There is a burned-out husk of a small forest, and we don't go there.
0: Was there ever a prospering community?
2: It was for many years. Uh, But we don't talk about it. Interesting. It's actually against the local laws to talk about it. That's why we're not allowed to see the setting sun, because it's at our west.
1: When I came here, I expected to laugh, but I didn't expect to think. What an interesting and, dare I say, a little bit haunting backstory. Maybe we'll dive into that a little bit deeper. Did you read our town motto? Because you just said it word for word.
2: We come here to laugh, not to think.
0: Just like any good comedian would want from his fans and speaking of good comedians i mean you have quite the name for yourself and i want to point out Mm -hmm. the uh giant pin in the middle of the town it would make our great-great-grandfather Rand mcnally proud you mentioned you were a prop comic and to found here uh did you not bring this giant pin to place in the town square yes it's fuzzy as well so if you touch it it makes you giggle
1: that's the attention to detail that you expect out of a professional and as a professional, allow me to, to implore you, as someone who is an amateur uh, student of comedy, oh, my harsh. brother and I, both uh, compelled by our, our great-grandfather and family tradition to study the comedic arts, both as an offensive and defensive uh, you know, practice. Many of our listeners are uneducated in comedy. Can you explain why here Delaware is funny to them? Because they might be laughing, but they might not know why they're laughing.
2: They're that here Delaware is the one that obviously started it with here. And if if you have a conversation and uh, someone says, uh, "Where would you like to be, Della?" and Della replies, "Here," and someone says, "But Della, you're not indicating," Della says, "Where." That was the first one. Uh, it came to me in a dream and it didn't make any sense, but I, I followed it and uh, here I am. But there's a lot of other things that we can do with here. Just, you don't even need the Delaware part of it. Uh, if you notice, if you ever go into a mall and you are lost,
0: uh, you are exactly where you need to be. That's an interesting way to look at it. So wherever you go in the town is exactly where the fates would take you per se.
2: Correct. So you're never technically lost unless you go to T-H-E-R-E.
1: This, it seems like here has a kind of an Eastern philosophy, almost a, a Buddhist or a Taoist kind of one with the universe, go with the flow mentality. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh You don't need to go anywhere but here, because
2: what else
0: is in Delaware? That's true. It does have kind of a stigma of being a boring state, but... I
2: didn't even know it was a state for many years. I actually, I knew there were 50. I couldn't name Delaware. And uh, it wasn't until actually I, I looked on a, a Rand map and actually figured out that there was something, you know, over there by Maryland.
0: You know, that really warms our heart because we love, the fa- we love the fact that Rand McNally is still helping people like you found towns and learn about cartography today.
1: I heard a little quiver in your voice there, Elliot, and mm-hmm. I, I, have to, I have to echo that
0: sentiment. It's because my, my corset is really tight right now. Yeah, you're turning blue. You need to loosen that a little bit. You don't look like a healthy color. You no, know, it's, it's doctor's orders. And i he was uh, sort of an Eastern doctor as well. You know, Vince okay. mentioned uh, this very Eastern philosophy, Buddhist influence in the town. You guys are familiar with the phrase, I'm sure, what is the sound of one hand clapping? Well, here, I, I've heard, has pioneered the phrase, what is the sound of one man laughing? right. And uh, his name is
2: Ralph, and he has a very high-pitched giggle, uh, but he's our town laugher. He's kind of the hype man. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, he's he's an enthusiastic audience member. He's always down at the um, the Town Hall Comedy Club, where we do all of our nightly circuits, and uh, he's pretty much the most enthusiastic guy we have. He's on a lot of t-shirts. That's
0: interesting. So you guys have one comedy club, despite the fact that there are so many different comedic influences in the town.
2: Well, I don't want to say it's one club. It's It's technically not a club. It's the town hall. We actually don't have a lot of business that can sustain itself here because comedy doesn't pay. And uh, generally people don't want to pay to see comedy. So it's a lot of kind of expressing ourselves for free and then going out to the forest to forage. Um, we, We have tried opening comedy clubs. They generally burn down. I don't know what the actual, if it's just not careful prop usage, or what it is, but um, we just decided to eliminate most businesses in town and just run everything out of
0: town. Are are the props usually on fire, or do they spontaneously combust somehow?
2: Well, Fire Freddy lit all of his props on fire. That was kind of his thing. Uh, You know, he would do a really good 10-minute joke about, you know, a good toilet usage thing, and upper deck, lower deck, kind of contrasting, but then he'd light the damn thing on fire, and I mean, if that's that's your closer, that's fine, but he'd light Adding porcelain is not easy, so he's got to use a lot of fuel and things get out of
0: hand. What I'm picking up on is the the many layers of comedy here and uh, the attention to detail. And Vince, I think that we should add another layer onto this episode.
1: Elliot, I couldn't agree more. Let's just like a paper mache face, like a decoupage in art class. Let's add another layer and let's do it out of paper. And that would be a segment we call Wouldn't You Like to Know? So listeners, wouldn't you like to know is your weekly chance to write in and get your specific asks, inquiries, and sometimes even complaints read on the air with us and our esteemed guest? We have time to read three each and every week, this week being no exception. Elliot, it seems to me like you're unfolding the first question here.
0: Uh, That is very true, Vince. This one is coming from Wilmington, Delaware, actually. And it's from Terrence. Uh So thanks for writing in, Terrence. Hey, Terrence. Thanks for writing. Terrence says that he uh, has never been to here, but he recently picked up some comedy tickets, and he's really excited, and he wants to know a little bit more about the show he's going to go to. It's called... Here's line, is it anyway? Yes,
2: we have a resident uh, improv troupe that has been practicing in the forest. Uh, you can hear their clapping at the same time from all around the hills. Uh, they're very good at uh, warm-ups specifically. Uh, so they're going to be doing a good 45-minute set of warm-ups. Uh, they they tend to amaze you with their ability to think of the same word over the course of about 12 minutes. Uh, they are also very good at changing the last thing that was said into something completely different. Uh, However, if you... Does it say when he got his tickets on there? He
0: said he got them a couple
2: weeks
1: ago. Yeah, postmarked for two weeks ago. That's so
2: fascinating. Yeah, We don't do pre-sales. Most tickets are just for day of. Uh, Tell him to come on down and uh, just just come
0: on inside and uh, laugh and um, I'll make sure he gets a seat. Great. Uh, I think, Terrence, you are in for a treat. Uh, I've heard so much about this show. Something that I, I think is just hilarious is whenever somebody... Uh, in the troupe asks for an idea for a setting. Uh, the only suggestion is here. Yes, it's
2: it's brilliant, isn't it? It also gives a, a local feel to every single scene. Uh, a lot of suggestions are generally, "What would you do here?" Um, uh, "Who's the name of our mayor?" And everybody goes Willard, and everybody kind of looks at me, and I blush.
1: It feels good. I also attended the show earlier this week. I have to say, my my favorite segment. Was uh, one you guys called "scenes from a cat," oh, yeah. and the they would uh, they would basically implore the cat to give them a scene the cat would meow, and then you you and the performers would act like a cat for between 30 seconds and 3 minutes.
2: Well, right. And you, you don't have to act like a cat. That was a choice we made. Uh, that's not always consistent. But I mean, I, I think the the saying, you can't herd cats is pretty true. They're very, they're volatile, and they tend to do what they want. But they are good listeners, and they are great at supporting you on stage. So if you really give them a specific uh, get, they will give you a specific response. I mean, that was the night we did the kitty prison wasn't it
1: yes uh it was the kitty
2: yeah the kitty prison revolt and there was the two kitty gangs yeah that was a good i remember that that was a great set
0: you've had several cats actually get network deals uh one of them is having a netflix special pretty soon isn't he fucker i'm sorry
2: can we i don't know if i i'm sorry i he's <laughs> He doesn't acknowledge here anymore. He's too good for here now that he moved to L.A. And it's, Uh, I don't know. I just thought he would be carrying some of us on his writing team, but he hired a whole bunch of
0: goddamn cats. Is there populated by stray cats? Is is there, am I sensing the contention here?
2: I wouldn't say populated because they're not incorporated. (laughs) And really, I, this is kind of making me heated just talking about it. So can we please move on? Sure. Yeah. I
0: think Vince, you have the
1: next question. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you. I sure do. This this comes from Barry in Austin, Texas. Barry writes Hey, Vince, Elliot, and guest. Not only am I a big fan of the show, but I'm also a former resident and performer from here, Delaware. Oh, huh, that's interesting. Wow, exciting. He goes on to say I was once in the comedy icecapades crossover founded and pioneered by former U.S. Olympian called Here Today, Quan Tomorrow. And he, he goes on to say that even though my career was short-lived, I really enjoyed my time in here. It's a great town. My question for you is, so much great media comes out of that town, but it's usually focused around talking about comedy. Why doesn't anyone ever mention the booming cinema community, including the hit film from the late 70s, Deliverance? It was filmed and set In here, Delaware, and I think it deserves more recognition. What an
0: incredibly detailed and roundabout question.
2: That's not entirely true that uh, Deliverance was filmed there. It was conceived here,
0: much like a baby. Are are you saying the the physical here or the uh, more metaphysical here? Those
2: those two, those are the same thing. Metaphysical here, the ley lines are right over our geographical point in real space. You do understand that, right?
0: I think I'm picking it up. I, I, it seems like an, another one of those Eastern f- philosophical notions. Yeah, I mean, Eastern metaphorically or literally? Well, I guess I was thinking of <laughs> literally, but also with a tinge of metaphor. Yeah, gosh, I'm not sure anymore. I, I,
2: what, my point is is that the the, <laughs> <laughs> the, the ley lines of, of energy for uh, here, metaphysically, exactly line up with the geographical lines of here
0: physically and it's at at that location where the concept of the movie deliverance sure okay
2: i want to say it was during the same time as here to take one tomorrow which was i believe founded by the skater was it scott hamilton it was a
0: collaboration between scott hamilton and brian boitano i believe
2: yeah yeah i think kerrigan was involved lightly in the early
0: process i think that's where the the term break a leg came from
1: yeah it was here wow fascinating uh the the one or two other times we've had this question it's been a complete swing and a miss so it's exciting even though you're wrong barry and i should i should mention very wrong you were maybe a little bit righter than you knew because uh the seeds for the the academy award nominated thriller deliverance were actually planted in some ways Right here and here.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, many, like I said, many artists come to here to discover themselves, and uh, unfortunately, uh, they were on their through way. I never actually caught the name of the writers. Uh, they were probably under a pseudonym, but they were on their way down to Georgetown to <clears throat> copulate with the local college kids, and uh, there was a lot of uh, a lot of laughing from. Um, the locals that night, and uh, some of the the their folk had had been around back then, and a lot of high pitched squealing from the audience. So I don't know if that was a direct um, inspiration for the squealing scene,
0: but uh, there you have it. And with that, Willard, do you have the next question for us? I do. Uh, this is on a oh, this is
2: a charred piece of parchment. What is this? we will find you willard we're watching you now um well thank you reader i don't understand your question but um thank you for coming to here you're really helping the tourism please come see a local show and um yeah laugh your head off because you're gonna enjoy it here
0: willard is there a little cat paw print uh right there on the corner of the page what, where
2: where what? Where? Jesus Christ? You didn't tell me you had a cat. No, we don't have a cat. I'm
0: saying that maybe, uh, maybe a cat wrote that ominously threatening letter. There's a paw print acting as a signature, it, it looks uh, like.
2: My hands are getting hives and I'm, I'm allergic. I think Yes, this cat licked this paper. There's saliva all over this. This isn't a glossy sheen. This is dried saliva. Okay, we gotta get this out of here. Uh, Vince,
0: you're not allergic to cats. Can you just dispose of this? I'll I'll put it in our incinerator that we
1: carry on top of our RV. Whoa, that's cool. Does it power your RV? No, in fact, it draws a massive amount of power from our RV, cratering our gas mileage. Oh, that's a shame. Well, thanks for everyone who wrote in. Even our feline, as it appears, listeners... We appreciate your interaction with the show. If you didn't get on the air this time, write in again next week. We're always anxious to hear from you. And you know what I'm
0: anxious to do? It's exchange a little bit more than letters, Elliot. I couldn't be more with you, Vince. We should do that in our next segment called No Gifts, and Or Butts."
1: So many cultures around this great nation uh, are built on the back of gift giving. Uh, the act of exchange, uh, not only is it a sign of friendship, but it's a sign of understanding. That's why my brother and I pioneered this segment where we exchange gifts with our esteemed guests to try to get a little bit behind the scenes and the culture of the places that we're staying. Uh, So we each got something for you, uh, Willard, and and I think you were kind enough, uh, and this really does warm our hearts, to get us something as well. Elliot, as you often do, why don't you start things off with what you got?
0: Uh, Yeah, so actually I I have this gift. It's beautifully wrapped by the way so thanks for getting me this um let's see i'm opening it up right now and it just says there's a piece of paper in here and it just says laughter written on it (laughs) (laughs) why why aren't you uh you're not going to laugh. Oh, remember, I, I just can't laugh. I'm really trying hard to contain, contain.
2: Right.
0: Oh, right. Okay.
2: God, this was a terrible present. I'm sorry. Uh, you know what? Maybe I should have not, absolutely not given this to you. No, you know, no. I, I
0: really appreciate the sentiment, Vince. I mean, he got us the, the gift of laughter.
1: No, Willard. Really. Uh, I, I mean, it's, a, it's an easy mistake to make, and, and I wouldn't even call it a mistake. Mm-hmm. You gave us something very thoughtful. Maybe you can have my gift, Elliot, and I, I can have yours. Let me unwrap, unwrap this. Thank you in advance willard for your generosity here let's see what we've got oh this is interesting this is wow this is really kind yeah it is cool. a a rubber chicken it looks like that is actually also has a cavernous midsection that acts as a whoopee cushion yes now e- You are an amateur, which I appreciate, and I appreciate that you admit
2: that right away, because you would think it would act as a whoopee cushion, and it does. That is its primary function. But as you develop as a prop comedian, you can see that it carries so much more. Um, That actually is not just a cavernous opening. It's also what we in the comedy world like to call a bladder, uh, which you can fill with um, either alcohol to drink from right out of the chicken's mouth, Um, Or you can fill it with some type of uh, flammable uh, liquid, much like uh, Fire Freddy used to do, and uh, light the thing on fire and throw it into the audience. It's a multi-use tool in the comedy world. I believe that is improv class level two audience splash zone. It's actually not a level two, it's actually... Part two, it's like a sequel to the first class.
0: Oh, interesting. So is there a first uh, Splash Zone introductory class, maybe?
2: Yeah, it, it incorporates a lot more food suggestions, but, you know.
0: So, Willard, why don't you uh, go ahead and go ahead and open up the gift that Vince and I got you?
2: Okay, this is so, this is much larger. I don't even know if I can... Oh, okay. Um, a, a, a very fancy broom. This is, this is long
0: Look at how, this is almost as tall as me. Thank you, gentlemen. You'll notice that the end of it is hooked. Yes. And that's so you can go and pull people off stage with it. My old crook has has been worn out, and it, it feels
2: good in my hands, but I have to say it kind of smells like sweat, so this is great. Thank you so much.
0: We got this used. Um, apparently, it's pulled off the likes of Jeff Dunham from Stages. It's pulled off Gallagher. Did it yeah. Did
2: it pull off Ahmed, his puppet? Yes, it did. Okay. Uh, Ahmed didn't actually get to stay on and pull Jeff off. No, not this
0: time. Uh, this, this crook has been around the block, let me tell you. Oh, this is wonderful. Thank you. Another multi-use tool.
1: We picked it up... And I feel like we should plug um, this establishment because it was where it was the first place we turned and we were we were richly rewarded for it. It's a, a, a enterprise founded in the town by uh, Richard Nixon's great grandson. Uh, he's a young upstart entrepreneur now. And it says, I am not a crook, but the the knot is crossed out in some sort of silly squiggle font. Uh, and so they sell all sorts of crooks. We liked the broom. Mm -hmm. Uh, we we liked the heft of it. You know, it's, it's simple as that. Mm -hmm. We liked how it felt. You traveled a very
2: long way to get here, didn't you?
1: (laughs) That's a bit of an MO of ours. We're travelers. We crisscross the country. Uh, the route we take is, uh, circuitous by some and by others, completely incoherently stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Billy Nixon was a good
2: entrepreneur. I, I miss him. I wish he hadn't have died. Well, that makes three of us.
0: But his legacy lives on yes. in the crook shop. And when you know when we got you that broom, I'm guilty of picking up a little gift for myself. I got what they call the emergency crook, and that's just a little pen. In the top of it, you take the cap off, and it's a crook just to, in case you know someone is bad on stage. I oh can Jesus! Still... Don't say that here. I'm sorry. Don't say what the,
2: the emergency crook is actually code here for, uh, for well, if you're bombing, it's for you to actually to take a cyanide pill on stage and to just end it all right there. Like if it's not going wood, it's emergency crook. You chew something and
0: then you foam and die. Are the cyanide pills uh, maybe comically large though to kind of incorporate into your act? That's not, you're disrespecting a lot of very decent, well, half decent comedians
2: right now. Okay, And uh, only one guy did that and uh, there was cyanide
1: everywhere. We had to clear the room.
0: So it was like a gel cap that was improv splash zone part three right
1: willard we meant no disrespect a big part of why we do no give sands or butts is because it, it helps us investigate culture and it helps us kind of acclimatize both to and from the culture in the towns we're staying in so we, we didn't mean any disrespect No, no, no
0: we're just trying to it's understand okay. i'm i'm calm again Well, now that you're calm, I think that's a great opportunity to move on to our next segment, Vince. I would agree with you 100%,
1: and that's a segment we call, Did You Know?
0: Listeners, Did You Know? is our weekly Fast Fire Facts segment, sharing with you all the easily digestible, snackable tidbits of information you'd want to know about here. Vince Willard, I've got the first one. So, did you guys know it is the law... To carry a hat with you at all times, not to wear, but just to carry. Yeah. How else are you going to get tips? What I've heard, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is that you get tips on the street through your hat, but then you also constantly have to have suggestions in that hat if anyone were to come up to you and want to play an imp- improv game really mm-hmm. fast.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me actually, in fact, let me just take this off right here, and you'll see all the fluttering of Post-it notes. That's awesome. Pick some of these up. So yeah, yeah. Um, so we got a uh, rutabaga, we've got uh, be a fun one. raccoon, we've got rhododendron. See, yeah, these are all our suggestions today, I guess, in my head.
1: Well, that's interesting. What, what would, a, what would a, um, a professional like you, and I don't mean to put you on the spot, Willard. I know that you've retired from comedy in some capacity to assume your mayoral duties, but what would a, a scene with rhododendron look like?
2: Oh, rhododendron? <clears throat> You'd have two people in a park, uh, as you do uh and uh one person would absolutely love the other person as you do and uh bring them a full rhododendron plant rather than a bouquet of roses
0: you know if i could laugh i would be historically laughing right now because even the setup to that scene you don't do
2: it i can see you straining and really there's there's a lot of veins popping right now i'm really
0: concerned i think all the capillaries in my eyes just burst because i'm trying to hold in how funny the setup to that scene is.
2: Well, that's, that's, that's a classic comedy scene, the old one, two, three, which is park, relationship, rhododendron.
1: I'm I'm feeling so educated. I feel like our great-great-grandfather would be proud, not only of our work in this episode, but of how much we're learning, Elliot. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that. But did you guys know that it is common custom in parlance here in, uh, here in, here... To not knock on the door when you want to uh, get somebody's attention, when you're going door to door, be it solicitation or just a visit. So, so why is that? Well, well correct me if I'm wrong, but instead it uh, it's more in, in the common tongue to actually say aloud, knock, knock.
2: <laughs> yes, that's. That would be the, that's the first interpretation as well. But we see, again, as an amateur, you've seen the very surface level of that. But that actually serves multiple purposes. In an improv scene, for instance, if you want to signal that your character is ready to come on stage, you do a knock-knock at the door or a stamp of the foot simultaneously while wrapping your knuckles against an invisible wall. That'll signal that you're ready to come in. But do we really do that in an improv scene if we want to take action? No. We walk in and declare what we're going to do, such as, would you like more water or wine if you are the waiter? You don't knock. So, similarly, in here, you don't knock at all. You walk right into that scene, regardless of what's through the door.
0: So are there a lot of B&E charges, breaking and entering charges in in here?
2: For that precise reason, it's a non-prosecutable offense.
0: So right now, you could just walk into anybody's house. And just start any scene you wanted. I'm shocked
2: we haven't been walked in yet and someone hasn't started a scene in here. And by the way, gentlemen, if someone starts a scene with us, I implore you to say yes, okay? I, I think we should
0: take that into in, to consideration.
1: <clears throat> As they say, one in Rome, I didn't, I, I even had that, did you know? And I didn't even know all there was to know about it. Yeah, it has layers. Well, and we, I prefer a, you know, when here. I will take that into consideration. Willard... Do you have the next did you know fact for us? I do. Did you know that here
2: founded here beer here and it's clear. Did you guys know that? There's here beer Mm -hmm. and it's clear here. So you guys remember the novelty of clear. uh, Was it Pepsi or Coke? I can't. Maybe both tried it unsuccessfully. I think there was, yeah, there was Crystal Pepsi. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Crystal, that was the word. Well, anyway, uh, that doesn't flow well with beer, so we did hear beer, which is clear. Uh, And uh, it has been a a success, mostly because uh, we can't figure out why the beer doesn't have color. So we're just going to ride that wave. It tastes kind of like grain alcohol. Um, uh, Gets you drunk way faster. But as a result, it makes the audiences really ready to laugh. And so we like
1: it. Uh, have, you, have you guys actually tried it? Uh, I haven't tried it.
0: Have you tried it, Vince?
1: No, I, I haven't gotten my lips on a, a here beer yet, but it sounds like I'm going to have to. Yeah, absolutely. Right
2: after we record this, let's go down to the town hall and let's, let's get schnockered. And so
0: I'm sure that that just makes it even more fun for the audience and even more fun for the comedian. A, a little liquid courage, as they say. Right. The splash zone
1: call it. Is is this why uh is this why um popular malt beverage manufacturer zima has a, a bit of a moratorium on sales in your town?
2: <sighs> yeah. I'm I'm really sick of that because zima Delaware is really booming with that right now and I can't believe that that corporation got to incorporate that town.
1: It's as a former town founder that's irksome. <laughs> it certainly seems like a bit of a miscarriage of justice and due process. But wow. I did know
0: that I'm looking forward to when I know a little bit more about here beer. And I didn't know that either. Uh, But did you guys know that there is a type of littering in here that is perfectly acceptable and even encouraged? I didn't know that, Elliot. Uh, Tell me more. So apparently, if you're ever eating a banana, you are encouraged to just throw that peel wherever it may be because somebody might encounter it, slip on it, and stumble their way into one of the funniest comedy scenes ever written. Yep. And actually, uh, it happened uh, near our founding. Uh,
2: what what was going on is uh, we had a banana peel that was outside of Town Hall. I don't want to say it was, gosh, it was probably like the third month that we were open. And uh, one of our patrons, um, it was Stal, it was Stal uh, he, was a, he was an outsider, and he had just come into town. He slipped on this banana peel and actually fell into the door and into a very heavy scene. Uh, which was a, a eulogy scene about um, a preacher, uh, and it was about his death and what he had overcome. Anyway, he, he fell right into the scene that was starting to really get its legs about um, existence, about uh, trials, and about having to leave someone behind regardless of their secrets. Uh, and he walked right into that, and they incorporated it into the scene so flawlessly that for the next hour, uh, we thought he was a part of it. And the existentialism that experienced afterwards was, in a word... Hilarious.
0: That just goes to show how organic comedy is, and to have these banana peels lying around just facilitates so much more comedy in the town. Yeah, you don't know
2: what type of multi layered play you're going to stumble into
0: off a of banana peel. I had no
1: idea. Uh, that's. I mean, I, I did smell. Uh, you know, the the aroma of decaying banana, which is not a terrible smell, but I, I was yeah. kind of wondering what was what was propagating that. Yeah, that's I know a pervasive cloud in town. I didn't know that. But did you guys know? It's not just comedy that thrives here and here. It's also the music scene, namely several bands that are only
0: snare and cymbal ensembles. So Vince, what are the purpose of these snare and cymbal ensembles?
1: Well, I don't. I don't mean to speculate. I haven't heard any perform in person. But um, when I when I was perusing over the set list, uh, it was variations on the bedumch.
2: Yep. Again, that's what a, an amateur comedian would think, and that's, that's, uh, it's rooted in truth. That's where it did start out. But when you have guys that are only good at badum-ch, uh, over time, they're going to want to explore, like all good artists do. And so we have a very aggressive uh, progressive jazz uh, ensemble that is all snare and, som- and cymbals. If you, if you listen to a song, uh, really of any genre, you'll notice that the snare and the cymbals are what really stand out. And why not make a band full of standout musicians? So there's a we have an 18 piece what is technically not an orchestra. It's just a lot of drum kits that are half assembled but it is a cacophony of fun. What,
1: wait what did you, what do these guys call themselves? I would love to catch a show before we head out of here. A crash. <laughs> guys <laughs> guys.
2: Your eyes are actually popping out of your head a little bit, Elliot. Can I push them back in? Yeah, please do. I'm
0: just going to open my eyelids a little bit. Okay, uh, let me
2: hold on. Let me dry my face. I don't want to get your... <sighs>
0: okay. okay, thank you.
1: And I'll get the physician on the phone, but before we head out and seek some much-needed medical attention for my brother... Dr. Friendly Fingers in here? Over, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, I think he has his own show, too. Yes, he does. He's more of a comedian than a doctor.
0: And I, I love all his prop stethoscopes and, you know, the big, yes. like, light thing... Uh, He has has just endless material with that. Um, Almost a a Patch Adams degree of deafness when it comes to medical comedy. Yeah, do be
2: wary. He's going to check your pulse for a good hour and a half before he actually does anything else. And I
0: wouldn't expect anything else from my doctor. He's a slow beat counter.
1: (laughs) Well, Elliot, you're really looking like you need that prop novelty stethoscope pretty bad. So it's with a, a heavy heart that I will first thank you. Willard, for taking the time on your busy schedule to join us. It's really been a blast. I wish we could spend every day with you because as much as we've laughed, we've also learned. But I think we should kick it over to our last segment, Elliot. And that would be Wish You Were Here. Listeners, we, we wish you were here every week with us uh, and everywhere we go. But since our RV is only so large and most of that space is taken up by a, an industrial-grade incinerator, we've got to settle for this, which is sending you an audio postcard from the places we visit. It goes a little something like this. Dear listener, wish you were here in here, Delaware. A
0: town capitalized on one of the funniest jokes of all time.
1: A town where aspiring and established comedians seek out, travel, incorporate, and live. A town where, just walking around, you will be immersed in a scene. A town where you might slip on a peel, or you might
0: slip into the very fabric of the universe. They say that when God closes a door, he opens a window. But that doesn't matter, because you can walk into any door you want to. And you can walk into any scene that you can imagine, as
1: long as it's not involving cats. Farewell from these parts
0: to yours. Hey guys, hopefully your sides were splitting as much as mine that episode. Be sure to join us next week when we're in Scarborough Fair, New York. Scarborough
1: Fair, New York. It's a town that tried to build an industry based on production of parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. Now that sounds interesting. You won't want to miss it.